right, we're still in sunny Scottsdale. Day two of Intellicon with our friends at Skip. And I'm joined by a man who needs no introduction. It's Pat Wall. Pat, I'm going to go right into off the top. You've got a new book out. Yeah. People know you for your LinkedIn, all of the events. You were just uh, doing a, a, a panel session here at Skip. You've been a part of a ton of stuff with Clue in the Compete Network. And now, I don't know how the heck you do all of this. You've got a book out, Culture of Compete. Tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, I'm really excited. Uh, me and a good friend of mine, Bruce Lynch, we uh, we decided, hey, you know, I know competitive intelligence. He's a great writer. Let's bring it. Let's bring us both together and build a book that's good for people to understand. Hey, how do I build a good competitive intelligence program? And the the way I framed the book was ten years ago when I was starting out, I didn't know squat about CI. I was just a product marketer who got thrown CI on his desk. And so I built this book as a way for people to say, hey, this is a great way of building a competitive intelligence program. And building it so that it lasts, and but also so you can grow, you can grow. Do you have a favorite part? Is there something as you were kind of? There's probably a lot of reflection that comes with building a book like this. Is there something a lot of like looking back as to what you what you did in the past? Is there something that you're like, this is this is my favorite section or the meatiest part? You know, it's always I'm big about competitive enablement, so a lot of it's about competitive enablement. How do you actually enable sales? Because everyone thinks like, oh, I'm going to build a battle card and they're just going to read it and love it and it's going to be the best thing in the world. But in reality, it's more about, hey, how many times you have to enable sales, different ways you can enable sales, and also tips and tricks on like, hey, you can do a competitive cocktail session at your skull or you can do a you know monthly competitive corner session. Different ways that you can actually make it so that people understand competition, but make it in a fun way. On that enablement piece, I was dying this morning at your your metaphor your analogy around enablement and sellers may or may not be like puppies absolutely what in what way i was it was it was so good also anyone if you this is the lost tapes no one will be able to actually see that session live in telecom you missed out uh there were many hilarious stories and analogies but the 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 puppy analogy can you share a little bit about that from the sales standpoint and how you support them absolutely so i mean i always say sales reps are like puppies right when you have a puppy you have to a puppy just doesn't come right away and say oh my god i know everything right you have to train it you have to teach it how to walk on a leash you know it's really exciting and wants to learn but a lot of times it also squirrels and has to pee and it wants to chew on the carpet and wants to do everything like that and so you kind of have to say like hey sales they have a lot of stuff coming at them they're very busy. I mean, they have customers and POs and POVs and they have a lot of stuff. So when you send them competitive intelligence and when you share competitive intelligence, they're not going to get it right away. They're not going to be like, okay, done, cool. But you have to repeatedly train them, repeatedly work with them to make it so that they understand competition and sometimes help them by saying, hey, this is how you do it this way. This is how you can do it that way. Don't do that. Like telling puppy, don't pee on the carpet. You tell a sales rep, don't say that to a customer. And so, but it's, it's that way of doing that, that you can actually help them to build that repetition. And it's like, and it's just because they're, they have a lot of stuff in their plate. And so having the empathy for sales and understanding that, Hey, they got a ton on their plate and they don't live in competition, but I do and giving that up. So Yachi, this is, this is teaming up for something I wanted to get to later in the conversation. So I'll bring it up now, but, um, we just launched a research report with, um, where we surveyed revenue leaders, getting their takes on their sales reps, the, the. The data is coming out soon, but one of the interesting facts that came from it was 72% of revenue leaders are really confident in the fact that their sellers know their big differentiators and they know their competitors' big differentiators. But only 31% are confident 
that sellers can actually communicate or display that differentiated value effectively. So from your perspective, like you've talked about here on this enablement piece, what are the, some of the ways that you have effectively bridged the gap for sellers from knowing these things to actually being able to execute? It's being a partner with them. It's really about being a partner with sales, right? You need a CI, you need to be sales focused. You can be product focused as well, but sales is usually our main customer. And the way I look at it is you need to make it so that people understand the um, piece of CI, but you gotta make it easy digestible. You gotta make it really simple. This is the three things to say when you hear this competitor. These are the three things that when you hear this competitor, here's the reason why. And also you have to kind of help them train to say, Hey, like, we're not going to bash the competitor. A lot of sales reps are like, just give me the weight, give me the, give me what they're bad at. I'll tell them. And it's like, no, don't bash the competitors. Instead, talk about your strengths and how we differentiate because that's going to show their weaknesses. Cause they're going to go to that competitor and they're going to say, well, show me this, show me these analytics or show me this capabilities. And they're like, Oh, well, we can't do that. Or we're not as good. So play up to the strengths and differentiation. And that's going to help you with enable sales. On that note, um, we've been talking with a ton of Clue customers uh, and a lot of folks on the podcast so far around quantifying and closing your competitive revenue gap. And at its core, it's helping tip those winnable deals, those neck and neck deals. You know the ones, especially in the cybersecurity space where it's so, so, so competitive. Can you tell me about your most memorable competitive win on your team that one where you know the seller is dropping the notes if you're on slack and it's patting that team that helped me win yeah absolutely one recently there was a very large bank and we were um, working with them and they were trying to go with a different competitor and we were having conversations and we got to a point where we're like well why do you want to do this like what what's making you think about moving to a different uh, you know so solution and they were like well we were asked to do it we were asked to look into it and, I, and we're like, well, who asked you? And they said, oh, the CISO. And we said, why? And they said, well, he has a relationship with someone. And we said, okay. And so we then we showed, we said, okay, the relationship's great. But what we did is we said, let's take a step back and let's talk about, okay, you, so you have this CISO. Do you want this? Like, do you actually want this to happen? And they're like, well, we, no, we, we like your product, but we have to prove it. We have to prove the CISO why we want to use your product. So we, we, we kind of, originally they were just like, tell us all about the bad stuff about your better. Instead, we said, hey, let's tell you all the good stuff about this product and all we're doing for you and doing that and then show that to the CISO instead of just doing that. And it was actually very And that was an existing customer? Yeah. Oh, so this is, this is interesting. So I was actually gonna get into the topic of retention yeah. too. This is another thing when we surveyed revenue leads, the most important revenue stream in 2023 is retention. I think that it's commonplace across, like we're understanding that in the times we're in that retention is incredibly important. And I mean, I was going to ask you, is retention a competitive initiative for you? But you've answered it there. In what ways do you help retain customers from a competitive standpoint? Because I think that that topic is uh, overlooked right now. Or maybe not overlooked. It just people aren't looking that way. To be honest, that's my biggest priority right now for this year is actually retention and helping retain customers. Because you look at the economic times we're in, everyone's trying to do more with less, right? Everyone's trying to be cut budgets, cut everything, right? And so if they can find a cheaper solution, if they can find something that's, you know, a little bit less, they're gonna try, they're gonna do that. And guess what? Your competitors know that. And they're going to go to you, to your existing customers and say, we can do this for X number of miles cheaper. 
And so that's one thing you have to be really careful about. So you have to build competitive intelligence. And yeah, it may be 25% cheaper on paper, but it's going to take 50% more of your time to work on, to work with this product, or it's not going to help out. It's not going to scale to the point where you need. So it's making sure that um, giving proof points about hell, yes, this is cheaper on paper, but in the long run, it's actually going to cost you a lot more. What are some of the things that you, um, you take on to support retention? Uh, from from like your your like a tactical standpoint, like how does that look compared to supporting net new deals, for example? Yeah, so a lot of times net new deals, it's a lot it's a lot with sales, right? It's sales reps, you know, hunters. Uh, retention a lot of times is actually with customer success, and so it's actually building a relationship with customer success to have them understand, hey, competitive intelligence, you need this because guess what? Your customers there is churn, churn's happening, right? Everyone's going to have churn. But how do, we, how do we minimize the churn? And how do we minimize churn from particular customers? And can we actually look and say, okay, yeah, this customer, um, you know, or this, the, this competitor is actually coming after this verticals or this target for churn. And so then we can take that and say, hey, tactically, let's do a training for the CSMs on, you know, this competitor or this group of competitors and how we actually help them win. You had an interesting journey. I believe it was it from solutions engineer to product marketer to now full own and compete, correct? that kind of path. Do you remember as this kind of path is going on and you're, you're kind of learning as you go, do you remember the first, that first time where a seller closed that competitive deal that you were involved in and you supported? Do you remember that, that first big win? Absolutely. And it was actually when I was an SC, I was a sales engineer. And I was doing, I was, I became kind of like the competitive sales engineer because I just was looking, I was like, I got annoyed from losing from this one particular competitor. And so what I did was I said, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna research this competitor. I just I went deep into this competitor and I became an SC. I was an SC and they were like, oh well, Pat knows the competitor really well. And so we were we were up against the competitor and I basically just showed a demo and I said, here's all the things that we can do. And they said, Wow, that's amazing. And then they said, you know, we said we had this other they, they said, we just saw a demo from this your competitor, and they can't do anything that you did. Like you showed me. And I knew that because I literally dug so deep into them that I actually knew what they can't do, and I showed that. And we actually won that deal after the POV because of that. And that kind of shows the power. That's interesting because I know you love to say solutions engineers are your competitive ninjas and solution engineers are sort of a seller's best friend for closing the deal, but it almost shows it showed you as you're going through being a solutions engineer, the value of understanding your competitors, you put it into practice and now it's completely almost driven your career trajectory that, that, yeah. that deal. And the other thing is you have to remember is like 12 years ago, solution engineers, sales engineers, that was customer success. Like customer sales wasn't around 10 years, like 12 years ago, or it was, it was in small pockets. So like, I understand retention because that's what I was doing. I was doing the support and working with the customers who were there and saying, hey, yeah, let me help you with this. Let me do this because that's how we actually gain those customers trust to actually expand them. On that winnable deal story, uh, where you help retain the customer, I'm curious at what point do you get tagged in as someone in Compete? And is like, how, how do you see compete fitting with customer success and this retention initiative? What point should you be working with them um, in the future as well? So I think, I mean, first off, I should be enabling them from the start, right? That you, you need, when, when we say competitive enabling, I think we need to talk about customer success right now as, as a part of commitment. Well, we're still focused on sales a lot, but we need to move that shift as a, as a practice to say we need to enable customer success because that's where the, that's where a lot of people are going right now. 
And to be honest, like customer service is kind of the new sales and SaaS really. And so that's where you're looking at. And so to when I get pulled in is more, it's more along how complex the deal is, mm-hmm. how, how, you know, the significance of the pricing and the packaging of the deal. And that's when they bring me in and say, okay, Pat, you know, we need an expert on this. This is, this is a threshold that we hit where we need an expert to come in and kind of present to the customer on the XYZ. How do you enable CS? How are you approaching this compared to sales? What are, what are some of the things, the practices that you would suggest someone else to take on that are, are doing this? Because again, I think this is a, a new space for people to come in. As, as you mentioned, like CS hasn't been around for long. That's not, you know, it's, it's still relatively new. And one of the things that what I do when I'm trying to enable success is customer success is put it a little differently, right? Like customer success is you want to make the customer happy. You want to make them stay, not turn. And so you need to understand like, what they're where they're coming from the customer and so also like you know if they're looking at a different solution when their contracts up why is it because they weren't trained enably is it was because you know this customer came this competitor came us at a price discount is it because someone asked and so it's it's kind of helping them to understand hey th- these are things that we can work together within ci to say yeah yes this customer is cheaper but it's going to affect you here or yes this is a really cool new feature but it's only a feature and we're going to have that feature in six months and we're going to have, we're going to have much better. Have you learned anything since kind of shifting your focus to the retention side? Absolutely. I mean, like it's, it's, you definitely have to learn a little differently, right? Like with sales, they're very aggressive. Give me the, give me the, give me the hits. Let's go. Customer with us is more about like having that study and understanding them and working with them to train them a little more. Hey, this is why it's going to help you. Interesting. Uh, I love to kind of close on this question. Uh, what is your biggest mistake you've made in your compete career so far? And what was the lesson you learned? Biggest mistake I ever did was, um, you know, taking on too much work. I think, you know, sometimes as a young competitive individual, you, you take on a lot of work, you take on a lot of projects from all different people, every sales rep, executives, right? And you take on too much and then you, you kind of get, you kind of burn out. You burn out because you have so much information. And so you need to be strategized. You need to strategize. That's that word. But you really, need, you really need to understand that, like, hey, I can only do so much, and how do I build that priority? Where's that priority going? Why are we doing this? And here's here's the roadmap for the next six six months, and this is what we're going to do, and this is what we're going to do in the next six months after. I love that. I mean, that's a common answer we've heard a ton this week is don't just say yes to everything. Yeah. And I appreciate you taking the time here. We've got karaoke tonight. We've got a nice dinner tonight. So thank you for stopping by you've already killed it on the panel you've been talking to everyone at the conference and anytime we get to talk with you this is a pleasure so thank you yeah thanks for having me Hi everyone, I'm Jody Geiger, Revenue Enablement Coach at Clue and host of the Winning is Women podcast on the Compete Network. On my show, we're giving a voice to female sales leaders, coaches, and enablement experts. We're spotlighting their perspectives and wisdom, their experience and their heart, their vulnerability and their power so that our wider revenue community can feel their impact like their organizations already do. So join me July 7th for the season two premiere of Winning is Women on the Compete Network.